You're listening to the Nerd Dad Podcast. Oh, Dad, you're embarrassing me again. Did I do that? Hello, and thanks for tuning in. I am that Nerd Dad, Joe Williamson. I appreciate you stopping by for a short 15, 20-minute visit. Um, thanks for bearing with me last week. I, I, I don't know. I don't want to apologize for last week because that would be very Canadian of me. Um, but I recognize it was an unusual show. And uh, I, I came to this uh, conclusion that I was actually suffering through some anxiety last week. And, uh, and it's the reason why I couldn't find a spark. I was kind of blase about everything. Um, but I, uh, I, I, whatever it was, it's out of my system. I've worked through it. I'm in a much better headspace this week. So thanks for uh, putting up with last week's episode being less than what I normally would produce. That's that's on me. And I felt that quality after listening to it, uh, listening to it again. So thanks for bearing with me. And look, I'll share my mental health journey as we go through this. I've been very forthcoming about it and I'm, I'm getting more and more comfortable talking about it and I will continue to do so and share it with you in hopes that somebody else can relate. I didn't have it last week. I probably should have pressed pause on the episode, but I out of the sake of consistency, I want to do it. It is what it is. Uh, this week's episode is not going to have a shit you may have missed segment because um, there was a, I'll call it a discovery. Discovery doesn't feel like the right word. Um, but in Canada, we had a, a tragic event last week. Um, now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with what I'm referring to, um, sadly, the remains of 215 children, um, some as young as three years old, were found buried on the site of what was once one of Canada's largest indigenous residential schools. Now, within within our, our, our heritage in Canada here, because I know I have a lot of American listeners, um, the First Nation children were required to attend state-funded Christian schools as part of a program to assimilate them into Canadian society, which in and of itself is like a horrible fucking sentence. And I'm going to apologize. I'm going to swear a lot during this segment because this is, um, this is embarrassing. They were forced to assimilate to us after we took every fucking thing from them. They were forced to convert to Christianity and not allowed to speak their native languages. Many were beaten and verbally abused, and it is said that up to 6,000 died in the care of these Christians and teachers. So when 6,000 people of one particular race die, I believe the word we're looking for in Canada is uh, genocide. We committed genocide on these people. And uh, this is this is a long, complicated topic. I do not have the strength or the knowledge to get into it in 
and the kind of detail that I would want to. And personally, this isn't the forum for it. Um, you know, there are, are much, much smarter people than me out there. What I think I, I kind of bring to this conversation is what the average person may be feeling or, or, or thinking about when they hear these type of things and become aware of them through traditional news outlets. So the residential schools were so plagued with physical and sexual abuse that the Canadian government, as recently as 2008, admitted that it was rampant in these schools in the 70s, 60s, 50s, not that long ago. Sexual and physical abuse was rampant, not a fucking word you want to hear next to physical and sexual abuse. Not surprisingly, Indigenous leaders have cited that the legacy of abuse and isolation as the root cause of epidemic rates of alcoholic, or excuse me, alcoholism and drug addiction on reservations. So... You know, it's it, it's it's horror after horror after horror. Um, we came here, we, we took the land, we forced them to assimilate to us, and not two thousand years ago, not two hundred years ago. This was like a hundred years ago. 215 children as young as three years old. I have a two-year-old at home right now. Shit cuts deep. Cuts real deep. And, And it's hard not to just be filled with rage and hate upon hearing these stories. Um, It's hard not to want to go fight someone, to be perfectly honest. Um, James DeFiore (laughs) wrote a piece for DeanBlendell.com about uh, it's time to invade the Vatican. And while he says, I'm not kidding, there's obviously an element of jest there. But look, what um, the, the history of, of sexual abuse and rape, let's call it, it's rape. Um, sexual abuse to me even sounds, sexual abuse sounds like a nice way of saying rape. Because rape has a, a many, Carlin-esque, right? Sexual abuse, rape sexual abuse, rape. Um, So let's call it what it is. These kids were raped. And uh, I know, I know I'm meandering here. I know I'm trailing off, but it's, it's horrible. And uh, unfortunately within the Canadian um, landscape, 
I've seen a certain level of anger and I've seen a certain level of, uh, you know, oh, we're going to wear orange and support our First Nations people and that kind of thing. But I haven't seen the same kind of outrage (laughs) that I'm feeling. Um, And I can't help, and this is a horrible thing, but I'm, I'm going to just say it because it's a thing I think it needs to be said. Um, a few years ago, we had a Humboldt, the Humboldt Broncos, a, uh, a minor league hockey team full of teenagers. The bus crashed. Tragic. Um, 16 kids lost their lives. And the nation came together, and it was palpable. You could feel it. You could you could feel it. People were leaving hockey sticks on their front doorstep. Put those players in heaven, if you believe in such a place, to play. And there wasn't a doorstep in my neighborhood that didn't have some hockey sticks out. And it was, again, it was palpable. You could feel it. I'm not feeling it for the same 215 children. Is it because they're unnamed? It's because we don't have pictures? Is it because of their race? And we can't relate to them the way we could relate to the hockey experience in this Canadian in the, in the Canadian environment. It's sad, and um, it's sad. It's just sad. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it by saying this. Um, please do some research. Um, look at real news sites. Um, if you can donate to the indigenous communities, um, and, and just, you know, fuck if this word doesn't get thrown around a lot, but try to be an ally and not, not just a passive ally. Um, Try to do something with your voice. Try to do something with your money. Um, write a letter to your to the Canadian government. Uh, whoever represents you in whatever political party you're affiliated with, in whatever context you're you're comfortable reaching out to them, reach out to them. Put it on their radar that their constituents care about. Not just the 215 children, but the indigenous community as a whole. And that we'd like to see progress. I know there's a lot going on. I know that there's a, uh, a shit ton of priorities right now. We're still dealing with COVID. Um, there's the Black Lives Matter movement. We cannot forget about our our friends in the LGBTQ community. 
there's the defund the police movement. Like there is a lot of heavy, heavy stuff going on right now. But that's okay. To me, that shows that maybe we're paying attention to the right things for the first time in a while. These under, under, let's be honest, these ignored and shunned and, and communities of people that we have taken advantage of um, are fighting back and, 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 and having their voices heard. And uh, we need to start making sure that the indigenous community hears that as well. Because this is a big, big black eye on uh, Canadian uh, on the Canadian history, and uh, we need to first off we need to acknowledge it properly, and then we need to teach it, and we need to learn from it, and we try to and, and we we then move forward. But right now. All of this information that's coming out about the residential schools, this was not taught in school. It needs to be. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Um, but if we're as Canadian as we say we are, we're going to own up to this. We're going to look out for those in need. And we're going to apologize for it. That's it. I got nothing else. We'll talk next week. Thanks for listening. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.